Welcome to the Follow Him Together podcast, where we unpack just questions and following Jesus, because we know that we're better together when we can talk about next steps. We can talk about how to follow Jesus together, and we're just answer some, I, I don't want to say simple questions. They're not simple questions. They're actually complicated questions, um, but they're not so complicated when you just look at the Bible and what God has to tell us through that. And so we're going to be looking at that today. Now, remember, as we go into the future with this podcast, if you have any questions that are on your heart and how to follow Jesus better or just ways that you um, can unpack your relationship with him, then submit those. You can just go to central.family. You can hit the quick link 24-hour church. Reach out to our 24-hour church team. Let them know that you have a question for the Follow Him Together podcast, and they will capture that question for you and get that to us. And maybe we'll feature your question on one of these upcoming podcasts because I promise that if you have the question, most likely somebody else has the very same question, if not many people, the same question. And the question that was submitted to us today that I'm really excited to unpack is how do I tell my family that I'm a Christian, which is a great question. Mm. And to help unfold that question today, we have – Pastor Travis with us, who we felt like would be an expert in this area. Welcome, Trav. What up, what up? Glad to be on the podcast. If you haven't met Pastor Travis yet, Pastor Travis leads um, as one of our Henderson pastors, um, specifically in the area of the coffee shop and on our operations team, um, also does a lot with our prayer team. Um, But he's got a, a big passion for coffee, and he's really help transform yeah. our central coffee shop at all locations, all church locations. Yeah. I love doing it too. Uh, love coffee and how it's a good tool to, uh, you know, invite new people to our church. So something familiar to them. Yeah. He's helped foster relationships with, if you know, you're a Vegas listen, listener with a local coffee shops like Mothership Coffee and how they can take part in the church and giving back to the church, but also bring great coffee to people, keep it local, all those things. Yeah. So he's actually like kind of made my dreams about that coffee shop come true over the past few years. Cause yeah. I started coming here when it was a cafeteria. Do you remember that? Like, Oh, absolutely. Like it was uh full on, like had the bars and everything where you push yes. your trays past. I don't know why I remember that, but I was in high school and then it became a coffee shop. I was on the team that opened it cause I was, working at Starbucks at the time, I think. But anyway, I just love to sit in a coffee shop and work when I'm not here. And it's hard to find a place in town that has the space, something I can plug my computer into, and good coffee. Like, there's our space is, I was telling Brandon this the other day, is like the only spot in town that has that much space. It's nice, good coffee, and has outlets. <laughs> like, that's yeah. all I want. Yeah. yeah. So it's been awesome, Trev. Yeah, it's awesome. It's a safe place for anybody in the community especially people who are listening, like for the weekdays as well. So mm-hmm. we're open Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesdays. Uh, not an ad, but uh, you can come <laughs> hang out. <laughs> hang out. Like Ariel said, there's lots of space. It's pretty quiet unless, you know, we're down there. Uh, but it's pretty <laughs> quiet. And then you get to uh, have a workspace and have awesome coffee. And really, like like I said, it's just a tool for you guys. And then how easy to invite a friend just for a coffee on the weekday instead of maybe a bigger ask of come to church with me. Mm, so. True. Yeah. And I just realized I didn't 
I didn't introduce you're probably like, who is that female voice if you're just <laughs> listening and not watching? But that is Pastor Ariel, my yeah, co-host yeah. Hey. on these Follow Him Together podcasts. She helps make sure that we stay on track and topic and also brings such great wisdom and an, an incredible female perspective as well, which I've always loved that about you. Thanks. You balance you balance us well in so many ways. <laughs> Thank but you. we're gonna unpack today how do I tell my family that I'm a Christian? Mm-hmm. And we have Pastor Travis here with us because Pastor Travis, what what year did you name Jesus your Lord and Savior? Two thousand and fourteen. Two thousand fourteen. So you know, relatively fresh um, within the last eight to nine years. Yeah, um, it's crazy. You know, for I think both Ariel and I, it was a little bit younger that we made a commitment to follow yeah. him, and we weren't necessarily um, in a position. I, I'll just speak for myself. I wasn't in a position mm-hmm. that this was a question that was um, a big question for me at the time. And so when we unpacked this question and Trav was just going through his journey, which he's going to unpack with you here in a moment. I, I, what I loved about it is that I didn't realize that this would be a big question for people that this almost would be, I don't want to say a stress or a burden, but maybe so maybe, you know, as we unpack this, uh, some people could feel that way about this question. Like, how do I tell my family, especially my non-believing family Mm -hmm. that I've now made a life-altering decision to walk in a faith that they might not understand or agree with. Yeah, it's interesting because I would never have thought this question because I grew up in a Christian family or at least a Catholic family. Like I just grew up in that. So when I saw this question, I was like, that's a thing like that. And even like from my, I guess from my perspective would be like if I told my family I'm not a Christian anymore and I believe something else like that's Right. Heavy. Like right. that's a pretty significant life change to go against what everybody else that you grew up with that you live with and just decide I'm I believe this thing now. That's wild. Yeah. So, yeah. That, that's me, my yeah. brothers and sisters, my parents like yeah. all love Jesus. Incredibly grateful for that, blessed by that. It's been great a great upbringing, great accountability around that, but yeah, me going back to them now and saying if I were to go back and say, like, I'm now Buddhist. Right. Like, that would be, like, so For counter sure. what our family has been based on. It would be a big stress. So, anyway. Yes, I'm excited to hear what Trav yeah. is going <laughs> to teach gonna, us today. We're going to turn it over to you, Trav. Yeah. So, like, when you made that decision to follow Jesus, unpack this question with us. Like, is that one of the first questions that came to your mind? Like, as you walked away maybe from the church that weekend or went home that week, like unpack that feeling. Yeah. I think it's for me, uh, the word is a little bit of anxiety, um, a little backstory not to go too long, but non-faith-based household is what I grew up in. So my parents were not believers and maybe even had a bad view of Christianity. So like atheist, not really like seeking um, agnostic, like actually I don't against know. It? They weren't against it. I think they said bad notions of, of Christians. They thought like, I grew up thinking like those are people who thought they were better than us. Like, because they go to church, just because they go to church, they think they're better than us. So it wasn't like, it wasn't like a hardcore atheism where it's like, there's absolutely no God. Anybody who believes in God is, it was just almost like a bad taste through maybe their experiences. I know they're on both my parents' sides, like Catholic, Roman Catholic would be 
in my family's history. Mm-hmm. Not, I don't think them in general, maybe like a little bit growing up for them, but like there was just a negative of faith in like mind to them. Okay. So uh, just being invited in high school to a church, like I experienced kind of what it would be like. Who invited uh, you? Uh, his name was Jake. A Jake friend of yours? Barr. Yeah. Oh, Shout okay. out. Um, <laughs> Shout out, Jake. Uh, so his mom is actually a children's pastor here in town. And back then when I was, you know, in sixth grade or whatever age that is, thir- 12, 13, uh, we played baseball together and he just invited me to his church one time. That's cool. So between the ages of pretty much, well, maybe it was like 13, 14, to uh, when I gave my life to Jesus at 23, like my parents might have called me like a Christian, even though I never gave my life over yeah. to Jesus because I went a few times yeah. after that. And so I kind of, when I became a Christian and I had to tell them, I knew the anxiety because I knew I had anxiety because I knew what they're about to say because of growing up around them. They're about to say like, Oh, now you're putting yourself better than your whole family. And like, oh, that wow. you think that you have a better way. Um, which is like, I wasn't, now looking back like i'm not wasn't ashamed to ever be yeah. one because like there is a better way <laughs> through the life right. of jesus and not having to all the burdens that my family carried for all those years they didn't have to um and so it do you was, feel like maybe in like the back of their minds hearts like god was already doing something in terms of like they might have already felt convicted that there is a better way i think so and then like you you found it first almost yeah. or so there was a, my brother was in a tragic accident in 2010 and he uh, spent um, upwards of 27 days in a coma. Oh, um, wow. And I so, did not know that. Yeah. Actually, uh, I didn't know that either. And I yeah, so, well. Yeah. Um, not to time relevant, but what's happened in the NFL this week was like a lot. Like mm. what happened yeah. in my own life. Absolutely. Of just praying. And so, even though I didn't have a relationship with Jesus, like people coming and that family actually, uh, Jake's family that invited me to a church for the first time. Um, came and prayed with my family. And so wow. I think out of that, nothing came out of that of my brother's healthy and he's still alive today. So awesome. Um, but they didn't like then go plug in the church or experience, like go seek faith out. Um, they just knew like one time we prayed and my brother's okay, but they probably yeah. would have said science, not right. Coincidence. You know, right. Yeah. yeah. And so fast forwarding to when, I started going to church on my own and gave my life to Jesus in 2014. There was this anxiety of now telling them that I, I'm a Christian and then being the kind of black sheep of the family. Right. Wow. I mean, yeah, you that you really just unpacked a lot. So the, the big thing maybe that you felt was this feeling of like, hey, they're thinking, or maybe they did they flat out tell you like oh you think you're better than us or was that just an assumption you had in your head that they were going to feel or that um, they were feeling there was just an uh, interaction with my father a couple of years prior to where he was just felt like all his immediate family passed and he just felt like god wasn't a good god yeah so um that was like coming out of there like why would i give my life to jesus when my dad didn't think he was good mm. like, yeah so, yeah, that was, like, where the anxiety was based out of. Yeah. I mean, that, it makes total sense. I get having the anxiety and feeling the anxiety, which probably also came into tension with, like, you just feeling like you now have, you know, because you look at the 
great commission from Matthew 28 of like, go and make disciples of every nation. Like Jesus is giving his last kind of command, if you will, commission to the disciples before he leaves earth. And he's pretty clear, like, hey, go and spread the word now. Um, We also often teach on, you know, you have this new relationship with Jesus. God just did something awesome in your life. Like you're a new creation. Like that faith is infectious. You hear these things, but yet you can get fired up in the moment. Like, yeah, my faith is infectious. But like when you have to go back to an actual conversation, I guess that can be incredibly stressful for somebody to try to unpack with somebody just using your words and trying to explain this new commitment that you made a, maybe because they know a little bit of your past and like who Mm -hmm. you were and like, are you really worthy of that kind of life change? Although, you know, that's the, the awesome thing about Jesus is everyone is, and we're all saved by grace. Like none of us are truly, (laughs) truly worthy. Um, yet he did it anyway. Um, so there's that part that, that these people know our past, but like, we're also hoping that they catch on and that our faith is infectious. But yet, if you have anxiety going into it, I guess what I can encourage you with is that you're not alone, for sure. I mean, you just heard from Travel even what he experienced. And I think so many experienced that. But I think maybe we could also start to unpack just some practical steps on, like, how did you get the courage to tell them? And how did you handle this? And, like, what have you seen since then? And what are some ways that people can be encouraged now. So let's just start with the pers- first part of that. Like what, what were some ways and how you approached each conversation? Yeah, I just approached the conversation. First of all, I was an adult. So um, if you're listening out there and this is you and you're living at home, it might've looked differently, but um, I just invited like my mom over. My parents were separated at this point, um, but I invited my mom over for dinner and uh my brothers probably were already telling her that, like, hey, he's going to church every weekend. Not, like, as a bad thing, but... It just does like, sound like that, though, doesn't it? What, like, he's, what he's doing... Mom! Why is, he, going to church <laughs> yeah. why is he not watching football on Sundays? Uh, yeah. no, he's at church right now. Or <laughs> all those things. So um, I just sat down and told her just, like, that um, I gave my life to Jesus and that I just needed, for me personally, I just made it, like, me and not me versus them, but just me and God. Um, so I would encourage you that's the route like I needed when you say like we all have one problem same problem and you guys need Jesus like mm. I didn't want to go that route I just know yeah that's true and that like the generation brokenness that I was experiencing like all my brothers all my parents parents before them like all that was in our family for a long time so I just knew I needed a change so uh how I told her was just simple. Like I'm following Jesus for me. Um, I'm doing this for me and I hope that you guys could just help respect that and help, help me in that and not, not be against me in that. And, um, once I said, like, once I told her, like, it was like a burden, um, the lifted off from like me carrying that, like I didn't have to carry that. Like, I guess it's not a secret, but like the, the question of like, they were so against it, the, all the anxiety I was carrying. Um, so it was awesome just to tell her. So I didn't have to like live with that anymore. I mean, now that it was out there and that I would hope that she would in- encourage and not discourage. Yeah. yeah. I think you hit a good point too, about how you told her like, Hey, this is just, this is my decision. It's for me. Cause I, th- I 
not that I think I know a lot of us make that mistake of wanting to quote unquote save the people around us that we come across condescending or critical, which is what your family like already disliked about Christians in general is this trying to like stand on the street corner and yell, repent at people. Like that's just not how Jesus exampled how we're supposed to bring people to the faith. And so many, so many Christians do it that way that I'm like, well, no wonder people that don't believe in God think Christians are crazy or don't want people and their family to become Christians because some of us are a little bit crazy. Like I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't encourage it's like, it's timing. I think that you will. And I did. And we'll, we'll, we'll get there in a little bit, have the opportunity to share my faith. But when it's so new and fresh, like I just focused on me and what I need to change in my life and then just let my actions kind of speak out of that. Which I, that's, that's kind of, I'm glad you brought that up here in just a bit. I do want to talk about like ways to share your faith that won't necessarily have to be so like, you know, schedule a meeting and, and let somebody, you know, let your so-and-so brother or sister or whatever know that you made this new decision, but like, let them see that through other ways as well, which I think we definitely should unpack here in just a bit. But one of the things, you know, I really wanted to just unpack with what you guys were just saying is that I do feel like, you know, you said timing is everything. I think what I've noticed is like one of the hardest parts when you're sharing your faith with people is when their life is together and everything's going so well, it's hard to present like why they need Jesus. Although we know like Jesus will help sustain that, will give them a purpose, a future. It'd be better. Like ultimately they'll have salvation. So one day they'll end up in heaven. But the hard part and the sad part is I've often seen that like the best timing, and I say that loosely, like the word mm-hmm. best loosely, like, but the best timing is often when somebody's hit rock bottom because then there's like a giant need for Jesus. And I'm not saying we should wait till that moment, but I guess what I'm saying is we should never waste that moment either. That when somebody is at rock bottom, that we've got. We, we have a responsibility to present to the gospel to him at that time because maybe that's exactly where God wants them right now mm-hmm. to show his power in their own life. You just reminded me of, um, you know, I don't know which one's which, but Penn and Teller, those two magicians, the really tall guy and the really short guy. I, I don't think, know which one's which. I think Penn's the tall. <laughs> Is Penn the tall one? <laughs> yes. Let's just I think say. so too. I think. Is that right? Yeah. So this was probably like 20 years ago, but this video went viral. I mean, it was like a flip phone video about how he was on an airplane and somebody who was sitting next to him handed him a Bible and said, you know, I just, I have to tell you about Jesus. And he was like, normally you would think like this this is a crazy person who's sitting next to me, like get out of my space. I just want to fly to wherever I'm going and just be done with it. But in his video, he's like, I am. By the way, I feel that way every flight what no matter what the that somebody is saying is. if they're talking to me i think they're a crazy person <laughs> as soon as you sit down headphones are on yeah it doesn't have to be religion or they just if they're talking i'm like oh no oh, i'm a crazy person oh, no. i don't want to interrupt but yeah. pen is the tall one. Oh, you googled it yeah okay, no nice. i didn't yeah yeah i did okay so pen um did this video and he just said in it he said that he's like i'm a straight-up atheist this conversation with this guy did not change my mind however If you believe that somebody's eternity rests on 
declaring your life to Jesus and that that person's going to hell if they don't, why would you not tell them? Like, why would you not take every opportunity to tell every person that you meet about Jesus if you truly believe, yeah, like no, that this is that this is the reality? He's like, I have full respect for this guy. He's like, do I believe in God now? No. He's like, but I have full respect for his beliefs and his religion and his passion for telling me what he believes to be true because yeah. he doesn't want anybody to go to hell. And that is what his that is what his God told him to do is to tell everybody about this. Right. It's, Which I mean that's so convicting. It's kind of hard. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean it is true. If you have a life or death message, and I know we often don't turn like talk about kind of the turn and burn essential evangelistic, right? You know, Firebrand we don't make that like the the necessarily the root of our conversation but like yeah but at the same time like it is true like if you literally have a salvation message if you have a a saving message why wouldn't you want every person to know that especially those closest to you butcher the way he said it but he said something like how much do you have to hate somebody to not tell them about jesus wow i was like Wow. Gosh. And again, from a guy who doesn't believe and says, I still don't believe, but. I don't even care if you butchered that. That (laughs) cut right to mine. I'm going to Google to see if he said it. And if not, I'm going to say that's. That was me. TM Ariel. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. I'm Googling it right now if you can hear me typing. (laughs) Anyway. So maybe hanging in that space right there of the heaviness of that, we, yeah. we shift to a lighter note. Sorry. Let's do it. <laughs> Sorry about but me. We can kind of recap, like, how do you tell your family? Um, may look just different for you um, than it does for me, but you tell it because it's worth it. And, um, right. Uh, and I'm just a living example, and I can't wait. Well, a little teaser, but after this little little game, then we'll talk all about that. Yeah. So we'll unpack, we'll unpack the how. And we'll pack, unpack the different ways and even hear how how that played out in Trav's life. But maybe, Ariel, one of the things we wanted to do today yeah. was you had a you had a little game for us. Yes. Well, I can't I can't take credit for all the hard work because that was Jenna Kolvig who did it, but I get to play it, so I host it. Producer Jenna. Producer Jenna, she's sitting over there. The awesome thing about this game yeah. um, versus other games that we play when we're like eating <laughs> weird foods or hot foods or I'm thankful we're not whatever doing doing we're thing. doing. To I actually told him walking up here, I'm like, so we're eating something weird. He immediately <laughs> turned white. He's <laughs> like, uh, no. Cause these two, they know me enough. I hate seafood. Yeah. So it would have been some like squid or, or even just the poke just bowl like, I had for lunch today. Probably would have sent you sticks, over the edge. <laughs> anything fish. I would have died. So. Yeah. Well, you're in luck. <laughs> thank you. Thank no you, food. Thank you. Um, and to all of our listeners and viewers, you can, play along in this one let's go because Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think the title of this is love song or worship song yes correct so i have a handful of lyrics here that i'm going to read to you and you're going to have to guess is it a love song or is it a worship song so before ariel gives the right answer you can as well guess out loud or in your own head and just keep a tally of how many of these you got right to know if you know your lyrics and are we keeping score i was gonna say are you guys are you guys going as a team or are you gonna go against each other i I think we gotta go against i think we're going against here's you don't know this but i played this game once before and i'm undefeated (laughs) so 
Who Are you making that? that up? No, I'm. I played it once before. Who did you play and against? I won. Huh? That doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. That doesn't. Might have been the well, mirror. But <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm. I'm an amateur. I'm a rookie. Okay. I'm undefeated. All right. Just I don't know if, if these are in any particular order from easiest to hardest or not, so I'm just going to okay. go down. Okay. They're not. Producer Jenna says no. Oh, they're random. Okay. You're my end. Wait. You're my end and my beginning, I think. Even when I lose, I'm winning. You're my end and my beginning. Even when I lose, I'm winning. I'm going to go... I'll let Pastor Mike. You're my end and my beginning. Even when I lose, I'm winning. I feel like you guys should just say it at the I, same time so that your answers don't sway each other. Okay. okay. Three, so, two, one. Love worship song. song. Ooh. Okay. First one we disagree. Okay. You keeping track, Jenna? Thank you. Okay. Um, the colors of the morning are inside. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. We don't know. Oh, should we tell them? <laughs> I feel like our, Sorry, our right. listeners will lose track. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> me too. It was All of Me by John Legend. Yeah. Love song. Come on. <laughs> Shout out to John. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh there you Gosh, go. Gosh, I should have. Just sang it. <laughs> it does make it harder that I'm not singing it. Okay. The colors of the morning are inside your eyes. Oh, it's weird. It's got to be a worship song. I sing love. Worship. It is You're Beautiful by Phil Wickham. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you, you spoke at his concert. I wow. know, but who's he talking to? How does he know what Jesus' eyes Jesus? look like? Here's the thing. The color... The morning I told you I was undefeated and I'm 2-0, and oh, just so, for the record, if you're keeping track back home. Okay. I mean, it is a, I, I can't knock it. It is a beautiful lyric. I just, I thought he was looking into someone's physical eyes. <laughs> no. All right. Okay. And if you're in the car right now, like, just turn on the song to confirm that I'm winning. You know? All right. Yeah. Okay. Because all you are is all that I ever need. That's so short. Because all saying, you are is all, right, all that three, I ever need. Three, two, one. Love Worship. Song. Dang it. You guys are in disagreement. Three out of three. That is, I don't know how to pronounce this. Ten, Tenerife C. Tenerife C by Ed Sheeran. Yeah. <laughs> Tenerife C. I'm, I'm, I'm getting destroyed. Come on, Ed. Okay. I'm you saw destroyed. Ed this year and you didn't even know. Well, Nick Nick doesn't pay attention at <laughs> concerts. He doesn't listen to lyrics. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Apparently, they I just to, like the Bruce Jenna tried to lights. lay up a softball for you. And just <laughs> give you lyrics of people you saw this year. And nothing. <laughs> it, you said uh, producer Jenna Jenner. You, Jen, you said Jenny? producer Jenna, but it sounded like you said Bruce Jenner <laughs> tried to lay up a softball. Bruce for you. Jenner's not here. <laughs> right. Not here. So I'm with you now. Okay. Next. Okay. Wait, I lost track. Uh, my love is alive, way down in my heart. My love is alive, way down in my heart. My my love is alive. Is that what it is? My love, yep. My love is alive, way down in my heart. I think I'm gonna be wrong, but I'm gonna ready. Three, two, one. Worship song. song. That one is "Ain't No Mountain High Enough" by Marvin Gaye. What up? Come on. Wait, are you zero? That is four to nothing. I'm just absolutely getting destroyed. Are you doing this on purpose? I thought I was gonna be wrong on that one. Okay, sorry, my eyes are bad. I had to make the font bigger. Here we go. Your fragrance is intoxicating in our secret place. That's Three, a worship. Two, yeah. one, worship. <laughs> Do you guys but, know who? I can't. Uh, no. It is oh. your love. It's Hillsong, I think. No. I'm going to say Zoe. Ele- Elevation. Casting Crowns. Oh, oh Casting Crowns. Casting Maybe they did covers. Action. All right. You're the light in my deepest, darkest hour. You're my savior when I fall. 
three, two, one, love song. Yeah, love song. Sorry. <laughs> that was five to one. <laughs> now you're just now you're just saying what I'm saying. Read it, read it, read it, right? <laughs> three, two, one, love, love song. song. That's how deep is your love by the Bee Gees? So you. you are both correct. Okay. Three, five to. Two? We have six five, to two. Six to two. We have five more. Might as well. Oh wow! Okay. You can come back. Go fast. And every we desire. I have to pick the opposite of you. And if you wait <laughs> no. till I answer, <laughs> my brain's just slower than yours. And every desire is now satisfied here in your love. Three, two, one. Worship, worship song. Dang it. Do you know who? Say it again. Do you know who it is? Oh, say the word. It's again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And every desire is now satisfied here in your love. Corey Asbury. Not a bad guess. It's uh, Elevation, Graves and Gardens. Nice. That's what I was going to say. She just went too fast. Sorry, you're right. <laughs> now it's time to free me from the shame. I got to find that peace. Now it's time to free me from the shame. I got to find that peace. Ready? Three, two, one. Worship. Love song. Ooh, Stupid Love by Lady Gaga. Nice. Yes, I gained one. What is nice. that now? Seven to three. That's all I yeah. gained. Wow, how are you keeping track of this? Oh, wait. Jenna's saying f- Nick's got four. He oh. got it wrong last time. No. Did you get the last one right? Yeah. Hmm, interesting. That is weird. I thought it was six to two. (laughs) Seven four. I don't believe in fairy tales. I guess I've outgrown them. I don't believe in fairy tales. I guess I guess I've outgrown them. Three, two, one. (laughs) Worship song. It sounds like a Taylor Swift lyric. It does does. sound like that. That's why I went worship. (laughs) (laughs) It's "Wait on You" by Elevation and Maverick City. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) What's the score now? Just keep track every time. Eight. Four to eight. eight. eight to you just, four. Yeah, you just want to say it loudly. Okay. Um, it's you. You make me sing. You're every line. You're every word. You're everything. Three, two, one. Love, Love song. song. Yep. You're everything by Michael Bublé. 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 He's not just a Christmas singer. He's a year-round singer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Shout so out Michael Bublé. Nine to five. <laughs> Sorry. You were my strength. Time. You were my strength when I was weak. You were my voice when I couldn't speak. Come on, guys. That, this is three, two, one. Love, love song. Yeah, because Wait, it's by who? Whitney Houston? No. No. You say it again. Close, though. Yeah, no, yeah, so Never you just did the voice. Who is it? Celine? Yes. Oh, yeah. Celine. I was uh, just thinking power voice, and I went to Whitney first. You, you did the accent of Celine? Yeah, you that's did. That's what... You did it when you said it. Yeah. Okay, Ooh. last one. But there's no coming back for Nick right Yeah, what's now. the score? 10 to 6. Okay. People think I'm crazy for the way I'm acting lately. That's true. I'm crazy about you. Ready? Sounds like a Britney Spears song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, babe, oh, babe. <laughs> Three, two, one. Worship. Worship. <laughs> Bye. I'm going to say. You win if you guess who it is. No, I'm up so much. <laughs> I'm going to say Central Live. <laughs> That's so... <laughs> say it again. People think I'm crazy for the way I'm acting lately. That's true. I'm crazy about you. <laughs> Central Live. <laughs> I'm going to go... I'm going to go Carrie Do you Joe. even go here? Uh, it's Chris Tomlin. Oh, Chris Tomlin. All right. So this final score is Travis 11, Nick 7. How many was that? Seven, 11, I guess. No, I didn't get it. Twelve? Right. No, you didn't. Hold on, I can count. I think it was I twelve guess. questions. Yeah. So eleven out of twelve. Yeah, I think he only got one wrong. 11, I think I, yeah, uh, I think I backed it up. <laughs> Pretty well, good at this. You do know your lyrics well. I'm proud of you. And Nick is I'm really awful. not good at that. <laughs> I'm Central. Awful. I'm gonna die. That's hey, so I want. Funny. Maybe we should. Uh, 
a little activity again when you send in what question for the next podcast. But also maybe tell us what you got. I want to know how many you got on that score there. Maybe there's someone that got all 12. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely let us know. No cheating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no looking them up, even if you went to their concerts. <laughs> all right. Well, cool. Anyway. Well, let's go back to that. Was Thank you, Ariel. That was, fun. <laughs> that was fun. Thanks, Jenna. Exposing how awful I am at that. Um, <laughs> we know you like to lose. <laughs> I love Loves losing it. so much. I'm actually not like a super competitive, though. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying I'm not competitive. I'm just not super can competitive. Can you be not? <laughs> That's not true. Can you, you be super? not super okay. competitive but still a bad loser? That's what I was going to say. I think you're super competitive, but you're not a bad loser. Okay. Yeah, maybe that's how you should. Be. <laughs> it's better than being that. not super competitive and then and a still bad, bad loser. Yeah. yeah, so that might she be complimented me. you. <laughs> I'm not a great loser. It's I'm in, just not a bad loser. The compliments in there somewhere. Yeah. So. Well, I don't know if people can hear your mic or not, but I feel like I have to address it. I don't know. The it's spring going, is busted, and it's, it's just going, going haywire. I think Jenna thought it was my feet <laughs> on the chairs, or maybe no. it's my feet on the chairs too. If you're watching at home. <laughs> On YouTube, and you see me holding this mic, you know why. If you're mm-hmm. at home listening and you hear the creaking, now you know. I'm sorry. That's why. Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna jump back into all about how do I tell my family that I'm a Christian, mm-hmm. and let's get into some practical ways um, for everyone listening. You know, maybe they have the same question. Maybe they've accepted Jesus into their life. Maybe they've tried to approach this conversation. Maybe they've been too scared to approach this conversation with those closest to them. So what are some ways that we can unpack how? Now, one of the things I wanted to talk about um, as I asked the question and immediately answer it before you guys can um, is I do think that there is a lot of power in just kind of your new life being your testimony, meaning Mm. you've found Jesus and he's starting to transform you and you're taking next steps in following him. Um, whether that's praying more, reading your Bible. But as you start your path of following Jesus and trying to draw closer to him, there should be some things in your life that change. Like you should find, you know, hopefully you found new joy in things. You found a new outlook. Habits are changing. How you act is is changing. Like there should be ultimately a transformation, right? Like your new life should look transformed. Yeah. And that transformation sometimes is the best way to tell those around you that you've started following with Jesus without even having to tell them that you started following Jesus. Because I think at some point, if there is a true transformation, somebody's going to ask, like, you're different. Why are you different? And then it tees that that answer, that conversation right up for you. Did you experience a little bit of that, Trav, or was it more like a, a go-and-tell mentality for you no it was more through just my actions and i think when i was just thinking back like what it was the the number one kind of thing that my my family saw in me was probably like in stress or in high decisions like the worry amount i had went down um for me it's like i knew who to who to put my trust in i didn't need to like have the confidence to trust in myself anymore so I could go to prayer, I can go to God and find like guidance in a situation and not have to rely on like my own experiences to get through those kind of situations. So I think like the one of the early things that they picked up on was just 
more peace, more calmness and decision makings and like leading through things. Like I knew, and it didn't happen like overnight. Like we're talking about a process still. So I encourage you if like you feel like you don't have like that yet, like that's okay. Like it took a process for me as well to, to know what decisions I had to made, make, um, and then the follow through with that and knowing that like it would God, like this is what God wanted for me. Yeah. It's yeah. interesting. Cause that's all I know you as like, you're a pretty calm, collected, it'll work out type of person. And so to even like hear you say that that's not how you used to be nine ish, 10 years ago is weird to me. Like <laughs> I can't even imagine like a stressed out, anxious Travis who like can't make decisions or stressed out about decisions. Cause you really are just like, eh, it'll work out. Even when things go the wrong way, you're like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> like, it'll just yeah. work out. It'll be yeah. fine. Yeah. And I think, I think it, it changed for sure. And then another thing is like on the other side of it is like actually not avoiding like, I guess changes. Maybe I fell into mm. like, I was fell into the cycle of, like going with the flow sometimes too too much to mm-hmm. where it would hurt me so i'll just be candid in my own walk as when i became a christian i was uh living with a girlfriend and i felt convicted through me and god and that relationship we had that um well me change. and that girl knew we weren't going to get married and that i needed to change so yeah like i knew that that decision um to do that like was god wanted that for me and so i got to go to my family and say like hey i need I need you guys to be on board with this. And actually just being a kid, like a 23 year old kid, but still a kid, I actually need my parents, my mom's help in that. So yeah, um, a place to live. Uh, and so uh, through that reaction, I think she could see like, Oh, something's changing in Travis's life. Cause he's doing it, deciding to make this decision better for himself and then doing it with calmness, but also like go, going through with it because I think it would have been just easier not to do that. Like, but then right. the conviction of like, this is what God wanted for me. Um, and then they saw that through that. Which is, yeah, that's that life transformation part. And I think the other important part there is like you leaned into your own conviction and recognized that it was your conviction there. And that was the Holy Spirit putting a conviction on your heart that you knew you needed to change. I think where so many of us get it wrong, and I'm not pointing fingers, I, where I've gotten it wrong at times is like, I've experienced convictions in my life for myself that I've then tried to take to non-believers and almost like, um, I, for, to them, I would say the word would be like, they feel judged or condemned by my conviction, Mm -hmm. but they don't have the same conviction. And and they're, like I said, they're a non-believer. And so just, I guess my encouragement is just because you're feel, if you're feeling a conviction, lean into that, but don't use that as part of sharing your faith in a way that could judge or condemn others. Meaning you didn't go back to, and I'm not saying your friend or your brother or whoever also was like living with their girlfriend, but you didn't say, I found Jesus. Now I stopped living with my girlfriend. You need to stop as well, because I don't know. I I do think there, although yes, could you be correct? Like that could be the best for their relationship, for their life, for God's plan for them. Yes. But at the same time, I think that we're, we earn the right to be heard when we've already listened to somebody else. And like, we've got to hear where they're at and then meet them where they're at and then help, help them understand where they need to go next, not just jump to where our conviction is today. And going about it that way is 
just ineffective because they don't believe what you believe. And so right. they don't understand the consequences that in the way that we do for doing things like that or for not turning away from sin. And so all you're doing is telling them that they're doing something wrong, but they yeah. don't understand what that even means. Like, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. And then you have opportunity to create a path for those people in family or just people that are around you, like your friends, that there is a way and without like condemnation, that there is a way, there is a better way and through your actions. So yeah. another thing for me is like, I have an older brother and a little brother, but um, I was the first brother to be married. And like, then I got to create like that marriage is an awesome thing that there is power to that to be married and God is in that. And then uh, I had the opportunity to marry my little brother and his wife. And so get the, you just never know. And obviously that's my story, but you just never know, like just saying yes to God and being obedient and doing your actions will just lead like people to like the non-condemnation. Like, Oh, he's not, he didn't say like, you need to be married, stop living with her. He just showed that there's a better way. Yeah. That's so good. I love that. Well, as we come to the end of this podcast, um, are there any closing thoughts that, that you guys might have as it pertains to this question, Trav? Yeah. I just want to just once again, I know we were, but just super encourage everyone listening, like to do it, tell, tell your family that you're a Christian. Even if you think the worst is going to happen, I thought the worst was going to happen and it wasn't that bad. Like remembering on it, maybe it was awkward, Um, but awkward's okay because what we talked about earlier, like it's okay to share your faith so that one day that like their eternity is at stake. And so if they're not a believer, like why wouldn't you want to tell them? And so, and through your examples of just following Jesus, they're going to see that. Um, And then ultimately, maybe you'll have a scenario like with me a couple of years ago, my mother gave her life to Christ and I got the baptizer. And so I want to encourage everyone listening that like I thought that would on no, I would win the lottery, the Powerball before my mom would ever give her life (laughs) to Jesus. And I was wrong because I didn't win the Powerball. Um, (laughs) But my mom uh, now is going to spend eternity with me, us together in heaven. And now my, is the same thing. I don't condemn my brothers aren't believers yet, but they're coming and I'm just showing them an example day in, day out of like what just following, trying to follow Jesus is. I don't have anything together, but they see that. And then they're all here for Christmas and trying to get a shout out to the four week challenge. I have a nephew that's uh, elementary age and he's coming this weekend to start that four week challenge. Yeah. Um, because he got to Christmas and he bugged his parents like I need to go. So So, awesome. Hopefully one day I'd be able to go on the podcast and tell you how my brothers found Jesus, but that's why you do it. And yeah. That's why I want to encourage everybody. You just never know what your example is going to do and mm. how God's going to get a hold of someone. I love that. And if you're in that same conversation with someone, let's say that you did share your faith or they started to ask you what is different about your life and they're, you know, they're ready to receive Jesus and they want that same change. Well, you, the, fir- the first thing I want to encourage you is you can always invite them to church with you. And every single weekend, um, for the most part, I love how Pastor Judd gives people that opportunity to mm-hmm. name Jesus their Lord and Savior and pray that prayer. So you can check it out live in person at any location. You can go to centralchurch.online, watch it online, have it, you know, they can have, they'll have an opportunity to pray that prayer. But I also want to encourage you, you don't have to wait for that. You can actually pray that prayer with them. You don't have to be a pastor or uh, That's good. a ministry yeah. leader. 
a minister, um, that anybody can pray that prayer at any moment in their life and you can walk them through it. It's really easy. It's four steps. It's that you admit that you're a sinner. It's that you ask for forgiveness from those sins, to, that you're willing to turn away from the sins, um, that you believe that Jesus died on the cross is the third. And then the fourth is just that you ask to receive Jesus into your own heart and your own life, naming him your personal Lord and Savior. So the prayer could just look like, uh, God, I know that I'm a sinner. I ask for your forgiveness. I believe that you died for my sins, that you rose from the dead. I trust you as my Lord, as my Savior. And then I now ask that you take over my life. You guide my life um, so that I'm able to do the plans you have for me. In your name, amen. And if you walk somebody through that prayer, and I don't mean to rush through that prayer because it is the most important prayer anyone could ever make, but just for sake of time on this podcast, I just want to encourage you praying that prayer to God, you can walk anybody through that prayer. You don't have to wait for a pastor to do that yep. for you. Because um, sometimes you, you just never know. Um, the best the best time is sometimes then and there in the, in the power of that conversation you're already having with them. Super so, helpful. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it's such a fun podcast. Thanks for having me on. Thank awesome. Pastor yeah, Trav for, being, for being here. Pastor Ariel, always... A pleasure. Thanks for the fun today as well <laughs> and making me look so foolish when it comes to love songs or worship songs. But you don't care because you're not competitive. I'm not competitive. Not one <laughs> But we want to thank everyone for being with us today, for listening. Remember, if you have a question for the Follow Him Together podcast, any question when it comes to following Jesus and how to follow him better, we know that we're better together, we learn together, we grow together, and we want to do that through this podcast. So you can go to central.family, you can hit that quick link, 24-hour church. Just let them know you have a question for the Follow Him Together podcast team. Let them know that question, and we would love to unpack that in the weeks to come. But for now, uh, we hope that everyone has a great day, has a great week, and that you hold on Romans 8 that tells us that God is for us. We'll see you soon.